welcome back to another episode of Public Opinion with your host, Pam and Vanetta. Hello, Vanetta. How are you? I'm quite well. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. <laughs> you look quite well. I still like your hair. Um, are you going to be doing anything different with it? I can't wait to buy me some more hair. Okay. Oh. This combing your hair every day. It's for the birds. It's for the birds. And I only comb my hair once a day anyway, and that's still too much. Uh -huh. I liked having that fake hair. And I, I mean, I was always one of those people like, oh, I would never do mm -hmm. that. I will never not do it. Okay. And, and there was a time when I used to always say there's no, never would, any way I would wear my hair natural. And look at me. I love it. I, you love I, it. I, I love it. I, you know, it's, it, it, it worked now. It's worked. But I like the freedom of it. I like not putting chemicals in my hair. And, you know, it's good. I, I really, really. Yeah. Really We're going to have to revisit that as a show because I understand they may be taking it off the market soon. Perm. Really? That's interesting. They're going to be going, just people doing it at their home or, or just Some trying black to market under, stuff. Right, <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to know, too, you're going to be like, mm, that's a. She got her. She she got her hair done on the black market. <laughs> on the black market. I think you use a potato. I don't know like what you use. Do you hate grocery shopping, especially during the pandemic? Well, then save yourself that trip to the market. Instacart delivers groceries in as fast as thirty minutes. They connect you with personal shoppers in your area to shop and deliver groceries from your favorite stores. Instacart, it does all of that for you for one low monthly fee and you get free delivery on your first order over $10. So follow the link in the show notes. Instacart, never step foot in a grocery store again. But anyway, we are continuing on with our season of 60 and this is our fourth episode and we still have so much to talk about in our season of 60. Uh, so we are going to continue on this week. We, are, we have two very dynamic guests, and I cannot wait to have the conversation with them. That really needs to be had. Now, once again, yes. you all are not going to know what the question is until a little bit later. But um, this is something, you know, a discussion that everybody needs to have. It's important as we are in our, at midlife, our midlife. But we do have two very dynamic guests this week. So we are going to get started and uh, meet our guests. First, we have Meltrice Sharp. Meltrice is a CPA. She is a native of Cleveland, Ohio, and a managing partner at Creating Leading Enterprises consulting firm. With more than 20 years as a CPA, Meltrice has extensive knowledge and experience in accounting, tax management, finance, and business consulting. Meltrice is the founding member of Women Creating Wealth an impact, an organization that addresses the education, knowledge, and access gaps with women and finance. Next, we have attorney Candy Robinson. In 2013, Candy Robinson Ching opened her own law office. She just celebrated its 10 year anniversary. Attorney Robinson Ching primarily practices in the areas of domestic relations and probate law. She is also a guardian at litem who represents the best interests of children in custody cases. 
So let's get started and meet our guests. Welcome, welcome, ladies, and thank you so much for agreeing to be participants on the show this week. I really appreciate that, and I'm looking forward to our discussion. So uh, it wouldn't be the public opinion show if we didn't have a public opinion question of the week. So I am going to show you all the question, and then we'll get started. What are the most important steps to take in preparing to retire and planning your estate? All right. So I am going to let uh, attorney uh, Robinson Ching answer that first, and I will give you two minutes. Go ahead. I often tell my clients um, there's three things you need to consider when you're first preparing to retire or planning your estate, and it's the why, what, and how. So um, a lot of people don't understand what estate planning means, and it's really establishing your legacy and establishing how you are going into, you know, your later phase in life. And so if you're not considering um, where you want to be at the time you're saying, I'm leaving whatever you've been doing for years behind, initially, you can't lay out a plan. It is very important, especially among women and minorities, we don't see estate planning as a pathway to wealth. And I have people come to me whose grandmother had a house or somebody had a business and they didn't do the proper things to leave that to the next generation. And we are often starting over and over again on our pathways to building generational wealth. So I tell my clients to consider when you are estate planning, you're doing two things at the same time. You're breaking generational curses while building generational wealth. So there's no more fundraisers for funerals, or we all have to get together to make sure mama can stay in her home in her latter years. So you really have to consider we're breaking those generational curses and we're building generational wealth. So your why, your legacy, the love of loved ones. The next thing you need to do is your what. What do you have in your life that you want to ensure goes on? Like there's business owners on here, people who have legacies, we own homes, take inventory of your estate. A lot of times people don't understand that things can be passed on to the next generation, such as a business. A lot of people, you know, they work 20, 30, 40 years and they have a great company and they don't understand that even if your son doesn't want to take it over, you can leave the business operational and have that going to a trust and create generational wealth for grandkids or other members of your family. So the next thing, I, after you figure out why you want to ensure your legacy and your future, what is it in your life that you want to be prepared for to pass on and how you want to live when it's time for you to retire? I get a lot of probate wards who did not estate plan. And here I come, a stranger that they don't know, dealing with their assets, de deciding whether they go in a nursing home, how it gets paid, and there are a variety of documents that you can use to plan that for yourself. You can be the master of your own destiny in retirement, as well as how you leave your legacy. And the last, I say how, it, you got to do it the right way, legally with competent, licensed attorneys, tax professionals. I have a lot of people who say, I'm not paying that much for a will or this and that, and they get on legal Zoom. And when that person passes away, here comes their family to me. 
trying to fix whatever's going on because LegalZoom didn't put a particular word in or particular phrase. So you always want to consider your how is what licensed professionals who know what they're doing, who are going to ensure that what you want to do is done in the correct way under the law. I cannot wait till we have our whole discussion. <laughs> that was wonderful. Wonderful. All right, now please go ahead. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I agree. That was wonderful, Candy. I want to say before I get started, Pam and Vanetta, thank you so much for having me on the show today. I have 15 points, but I won't talk about estate planning because you um, did that so thoroughly. But, you know, the first thing for me is assessing your retirement savings. Um, really, really important to understand where you are today. What is your baseline? Um, most people um, I say more than 85% of the people that retire can't sustain their current lifestyle because they have not prepared for retirement. So the first thing you need to do is assess where you are with your retirement um, savings. Um, the second thing is knowing about your Social Security, um, knowing like what age is it when you can take your full Social Security benefits um, or, you know, do you have your spouse where you'll be able to get some of your spouse Social Security? So really understanding where you are with your Social Security. And we can dive in that a little dive into that a little bit more when we start talking. Um, also, health care. Health care is one of those things that kill people in retirement because the price is so high and you don't really understand if you haven't fully prepared for that. Um you know, how that's going to impact you financially and how that's going to impact everything else. If you have a big healthcare um, crisis that you have to pay for. Um, and then, you know, a part of this whole thing is really establishing your plan, um, sitting down and saying, what is the lifestyle that I want to live in retirement? Um, do I want to sustain my current lifestyle or do I want to be traveling? Do I want to go to where my children are, to where my grandchildren are? Do I want to travel the world? Like, what does that look like? And developing the right plan to do that. Um, another thing I, I like women to consider is what, did, what kind of debt do you have, right? Let's start looking at that debt and getting that debt paid off before you enter into retirement. We work 70% of our lives to live 100% of our lives. So you don't want to be in retirement paying on debt or things that you acquire that you probably don't have anymore anyway, right? So let's make sure that that debt is paid for. Um, we talked about looking at your retirement portfolio, but looking at your total investment portfolio. Um, you know, a lot of us are investing in our employers, retirement plans. That's our 401ks or our 402bs, but there are other options like Roth IRAs or real estate or franchises or, you know, whatever these things are, but like develop and build your whole portfolio. Um, another thing to consider is like, if you're young and still vibrant and you're not really ready to stop working fully, what is that part-time gig you want to do that's not stressful, that you can do on your own time, that you can do just to make a little bit of extra money in retirement, <clears throat> tax planning? really, really critical emergency funds. And, you know, one of these things that we don't talk about a lot is, you know, philanthropy. What does philanthropy look like, right? What is that long-term plan to help continue to um, give back? And then last, I would just talk about your social component. What is that going to look like? Because, you know, we can talk about all the financial things, but what is it going to look like? What are those soul things going to look like? The things that are going to sustain my soul. 
So, <clears throat> oh my goodness. Thank you. Oh, so you all touched on everything. Now we're going to dive into this. I love it. I love Tony Robinson because you were talking about the after, you know, after you're getting what you need to do to prepare for that. And I love what you're talking about, Meltrice, and that's why I wanted to have both of the components, getting your finances together for retirement, because there's so much still more life to live once you retire, but you want to be able to retire comfortably and know that you're going to have your bills paid and be able, because like you said, I look at my, what's in my retirement right now, and I'm like, that's like what I would be making in like two years, two or three years, really, to tell you the truth, if I just were to keep working. So, you know, I, I want you to touch upon more about what we need to be doing to prepare ourselves. Financially. Right. It, it's frightening. But it also, is. I got my Social Security. I'm 61 as to what I can retire and get. And it was offensive. It yeah. was same with me. Mine was so offensive. I said I would have to take two jobs, you know. To, and my to, understanding to is we can only make $35,000 a year. Yeah, absolutely. So and 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 believe me, that is that is not anything that you should be shameful about. It's most people's situation. It's just that, you know, particularly mm-hmm. in African-American community, these are things that we don't talk about frequently mm-hmm which is why Women Creating Wealth and Impact is so near and dear to my heart because, you know, like Candy said, I'm tired of seeing GoFundMe accounts. They weren't (laughs) intended to bury our loved ones. They weren't intended in crisis, right? What do you do like now? And one thing Candy said that I love so much, she said, get a professional. Mm -hmm. One of the things Mm -hmm. that we, we think, oh, we can't afford to pay for a professional, but my advice is you pay now or pay later. Right. Mm -hmm. So you pay now you pay for someone who's good at their skill and very good at recreating the Mm -hmm. outcomes that you are looking for. Then you don't have to pay in the future. Right. So take the time and invest in you invest in your future, invest in your children's future so Mm -hmm. that. You can break those generational cycles of curse of, of poverty and, mm-hmm. and and you know overwhelmed with debt and different things like that. Um, but I guess you know some of the things that you can do to 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 consider growing that one. Do an assessment with your financial advisor and say, "Here's where wh- where's my starting point? What is my baseline?" Mm-hmm. But being very clear, like I said, being very clear on what you want your outcomes to be. So that person can help you develop a investment portfolio that can get you there. That investment portfolio could, could include like annuities mm. and type, different types of insurance insurance plans that helps you in retirement, not just uh, um, in the event that you pass. Mm-hmm. You can think about other investments like um, real estate um, and, mm-hmm. you know, Right now, you have to be a little careful now at the age of 60 with investing in the market because of the volatility in the market right now. But you can do other things like franchise investing. Um, You can um, invest in other small businesses. Right. So Mm -hmm. there are all these other options that you can can do to Mm -hmm. start to grow money so that it can get to um, where you need it to be. So you heard something so interesting. (laughs) That I was like, oh God, I'm gonna, t- I'm gonna give her credit the first time. But her Phaedra said this, and she's a. Oh. I'm, I'm embarrassed to say my um, 
my my guilty pleasure is like oh you talking about the little high flies that make your hands wait a minute don't don't feel like that in my courtroom I quote Phaedra. I said from the great philosopher Phaedra from Real Housewives of Atlanta. And then I always tell people that every saint has a past and every sinner has a future. I said, that, okay. okay. So, so. And she's, a, she's an amazing <laughs> entrepreneur doing her thing and okay. using her platform now. Do I see with everything? No, but I do right. empower yes. women. Empowering and, and educating. And that's why yeah. um, uh, Candy. I, I think it's important also to educate, especially uh, our people in our community, about the importance of estate planning, because so many of us almost think it's taboo. I remember right. when I was in private practice, I was doing some estate planning, and people would tell me, oh, well, I, I don't like to do a will because it's like bad luck. I mean, I'm about yeah. to die. I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, you, we've got to get away from ignorance, okay? Yeah. We yeah. have to. And so what do you think can be done to do that? Can I jump in on that? So yes. I, I just celebrated 19 years of practice yesterday. And congratulations. Yes. And congratulations. I have pivoted my practice in the last couple of years to do that, mm-hmm. to educate um, our women, especially Black women and our mm-hmm. community, because we are the most affected by the law and we know the least about it. Mm. Yeah. We, yeah. especially when it comes to what it can do to build foundations and future. So that's what estate planning is. Mm-hmm. And so I have people who don't want to do wheels and or get mm-hmm. life insurance policies, say things like you said, yeah. oh, it, you're going to die. Or mm-hmm. if I get a life insurance policy, somebody going to kill me, somebody going to kill me. And I <laughs> tell them, here's the, let me li- listen to this. If you do a will with me, or you need to transfer a house. There's a thing called transfer on death affidavit mm-hmm. that you can file with your county recorders where your person who you leave that house to, all they have to do is get your death certificate. Mm-hmm. In most places, that's about $40 and pay the filing fee to mm-hmm. do that. In most places, it's not going to be more than $60. Mm-hmm. If you die and that person wants to come and get your house and they come to me, in most counties, just a filing fee is $400. And what you have to pay me to do it is in the thousands. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's what you're leaving to that right. generation, even to get your house. So what happens? It walks, they walk away from the mm-hmm. house. They sit mm-hmm. there. We all have seen them. We rode through neighborhoods where sister and so-and-so used to have a nice house. Mm-hmm. She dies. Nobody has the yeah, ability they to just leave taxes, it. transfer yep. it. It either gets dilapidated and destroyed. Yep. Or it comes on the tax sale where somebody else buys it. Now that asset that could have been used to build generational wealth is out of the family. And I tell people, if somebody in your family is going to kill you for your insurance policy, (laughs) you have a bigger problem than estate planning, okay? (laughs) Mm -hmm. So estate planning is so important because you're doing those two things that are happening in our generation, breaking those generational curses of leaving loved ones to find out what to do with you mm-hmm. and your assets after you die. And it's just not the funeral. Um, retirement plans. I always tell people, and you ladies do this um, for me tonight, the Secretary of State has a unclaimed funds. Mm-hmm. And I, when I tell people that I've done this on other podcasts and public speaking, mm-hmm. and they, I say, not only search yourself, 
search your grandmother's house. I, I search everybody. Okay. Yeah, search everybody. <laughs> and all the retirement <laughs> funds that a piece yes. of paper could have transferred to someone, yes. um, bank accounts and all yes. that. Those assets go there. And when they're not claimed, they become property of the state. Mm-hmm. And there's typically, if you estate plan early, very simple pieces of paper that d- yeah. are mm-hmm. expensive that right. can give that asset to the next person is that we have this idea that estate planning means death. No, it means the future. I yes. tell, often tell people uh, I have life insurance policies. I heard a pastor mm-hmm. say he has them so much that when he dies, his when y'all see the first lady at the funeral, she's going to be cl- crying and laughing at the same time. <laughs> she's going to have so much money. And, you know, I took that to heart and I said, yes. Think about all the people you know of mm-hmm. other races, economic classes, mm-hmm. who somebody's life insurance policy mm-hmm. started their future, bought their house, funded their business, yes. paid for their education. Yeah. And it's also a way, as um, Meltrice was saying, as you can use that planning for when you pass away as part at, of your retirement. So there's life insurance policies that can be built in as mm. retirement incomes. Um, those other um, retirement vessels that she said that can that is all part of your estate planning. I also do guardianship work, and that's when yeah. a person does not have the mental capacity to be mm-hmm. deemed incompetent, and they have no one who is willing or able to handle the estate of their person deciding their medical needs where they live or the their financial estate and so the court appoints me and sometimes those situations can be really sad where the person had the financial ability if they would have sat down with someone and planned yeah and and see this is why i wanted to to do this and utilize my platform for this because So many times people don't either don't know things, you know, or they just don't want to know. And Mel Treese, I have seen you um, uh, go around and you've been doing a lot of, you know, uh, speeches and and, 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 and been guests at a lot of functions where you're trying to educate people. And I appreciate that. But that's what we have to do. We have to just let people know that it's okay. And there's a generation of us that do not want to hear that. Yeah. Um, and you know this for a fact, Pam. My grandmother, I tried to sit down with her and I told her I was going to bring Pam up to Detroit to talk to her. And she didn't speak to me for two years mm-hmm. because she felt like I was putting her in the grave. Now, right. wow. and as it, and, and what yeah. I my statement to her was, tell me what you want me to do, because mm-hmm. I I had a, a brother uh, who was born outside of the benefit of my parents' marriage, that I had no intention of giving him anything. So if you want me to give him something, let's write it down. Yeah. Let's have it. Because I'm not going to do your wishes. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, so it just was problematic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It is for people. I, I typically would like to tell women, like, to think about it differently. Like, as a mother, as a grandmother, as a woman, like, I work every, let me, let me rephrase this. Almost everything I do in life is for my children and my grandchildren. Mm -hmm. I think most women can say that, you know, their, their journey of Mm -hmm. of being the best that they can be is for children to have a role, Mm -hmm. have the life that they never had or a better life. 
had. So why does that change in your death? Right. So, you know, you think about it a different way, like at the time of your children mourning, yes, your death, they mm-hmm. also have to figure out all of these things mm-hmm. and take that off their place mm-hmm. where they can sit in their mourning and their grief. So just taking it from that perspective, um, I actually sent my a girlfriend of mine um, d- did my estate plan. She did my power of attorney, my living will, um, my trust. My husband and I set up a trust. Um, so she did all of that stuff and we did it for my mom as well. And then she had this, um, end of life request survey that we all filled out. And so I actually had my girlfriend go and do it with my mom. And she kept saying, she kept telling my girlfriend, Meltrice knows all of that. Meltrice knows all of that. And my girlfriend kept, you know, reminding her Meltrice will be grieving. Why don't we just help her out right now? Mm -hmm. She kept reminding her of that to the she got to the end of that life survey. And my girlfriend was like, I want to do that for my mom. Cause it's all of those questions that we may not know. When did you graduate from school? I don't remember when my mother graduated school and you know, Mm -hmm. you know, those things when she became a Christian and church and all of that kind of stuff. It's all of those things. And we just have to start thinking about our children a little more. Um, but we have an oppressed state of mind. Mm-hmm. So we just have to get out of that that state of mind. Yeah, that's Where true. Where do you find that end of life survey? I can send it to you. Send me a rem- message and oh. remind me. Oh, yeah. Well, actually, yeah. If it, Is that something that's available that you can provide for people online too? If there's somebody else who's watching this and wants to know where they could get that. Yeah, what I'm going to do is I'm going to send you, I'll send you her website, which I believe is sitting on her website. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I think that's something that everybody should have, you know, should fill out that. I think that would be highly valuable because years ago I started writing my obituary and I write a little bit of it every year. Yeah. (laughs) And that's a good segue into making sure that you're constantly revisiting uh, like your beneficiaries. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. You know, just making sure all of that stuff is well, things are up to date. Yes. Mm-hmm. I have to redo my uh, will. Because the last time I did my will, my kids were minors. I still have stuff in there about who's going to take care of them. I'm sure something happened to me. My, I said, my husband it just told me the other day, he said, we need to redo our will. I was like, yeah, we do. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that's true. You don't think about it because life happens and just years go by. And and um, also people need to let people know where their important documents are. Right. You know, because a lot of times yeah. people die, you don't know where anything. You just got to wait till bills start coming in or, you know, or, or something before you know anything. Or you look under the mattress and that's where our yeah, people kept their money. We, we I usually, to, yeah, we got to get away from that and start dealing with things the way our other counterparts deal with it. Absolutely. You know, you know. I tell people all the time, like there's a digital vault. So you can host house stuff digitally, but mm-hmm. there for me, and I think is a great thing is to have a fireproof safe mm-hmm. where you give mm-hmm. people, That's you know, true. the it, maybe not a key, not not the key as in the key, but now they're digital keys. So you can give the people that you want to have a digital key so that they know where everything is. And every time mm-hmm. I get a new statement, I remove the old one and I put the very latest statement mm-hmm. in there so that they mm-hmm. always have the latest and greatest. Another thing that we don't think about, too, if we're married is our credentials. 
So like with our bank account, there's and, and Candy, I'm sure she can talk about this. But my girlfriend told me this and I literally just learned this maybe three years ago. Something called transfer upon death. Account that your husband mm-hmm. doesn't have access to or if his name is not on, he can't get access mm-hmm. to at him to that bank account. So we had to do all of all of that stuff. So mm-hmm. that's another thing. And then just all of my credentials, um, my username and passwords. Mm. That's something that I make yes. sure is in there as well. And I'm updating that mm. frequently as well. well, well that's a good idea. Tell my clients to deal with it. One, a lot of people don't know, you can file your will mm-hmm. beforehand with the probate court in your county. Uh, and mm-hmm. most times that deposit is very small. So when a person goes to probate your estate, if they cannot find your will, mm-hmm. it's already there at the court. Mm-hmm. Yes. I typically tell my clients to do is I make um, when they do a will or any other other trust documents, I make multiple originals. And so we file one with the court. They have one. And then you give it to a trusted person outside of your house. Yes. And in that packet, you put an inventory sheet. What Remember, mm-hmm. I was earlier about it, inventory uh, assets, where the bank accounts are, all your cars, everything that should be transferred. So yes. just in case you didn't get mm-hmm. to do all those transfer on death affidavits and paper, right. people know where to look. Because I find a lot of times when I'm probating an estate, um, people are coming in and after some months when we're doing the inventory, they find a savings account with a hundred thousand dollars that they would have missed if they'd happen not to know such and such on the bank and say, Oh, did you know he had a savings account here? You know, Uh, those things. So take an inventory, put Mm. it with your bill, all those documents, make sure somebody has a copy. And then I also scan them and email them to myself and the Mm. client, because if they can't find the original, there is uh, a a venue called uh, a spoliated or lost wheel where if you mm-hmm. have a copy and you can find those two witnesses, it can still be um, probated. But our our wish with planning your estate is to never have to go to probate court. Yes. So right. if you have the right confidence professionals in your estate planning, mm-hmm. your family can avoid that. But you do want to have the wheel as the backup so that if you do, that's what happened in that situation with that $100,000 savings account. Mm. file that and get access to that money in a way where it doesn't um you know hit you with bigger estate taxes and things like so make sure you make copies of all documents the fire to proof safe like Mm -hmm. and giving a copy to a competent trusted person you know i think what would be good is um to have what you said meltrice the uh what, what did you say it was like an inventory or uh no the form that you were talking about end uh, of life the end of life for also uh attorney robinson have a checklist you know of these are uh, the things that i need to you know make sure that people know about make sure that i have and then just make sure that you follow that checklist an easy checklist like you would do for anything else so i think that would be uh very helpful for people as well just to make sure that they know that they're doing the right things that they need to do to prepare. And I think that's what it is. I think people just feel overwhelmed by the whole thing. They mm-hmm. also have a sense of morbidity. You know, it's just, this, yeah. it is a morbid it's type scary. of a topic. It's, yeah, and, it's, scary. and it's scary, but it's something that has to be done. Yeah. And it also needs to be done, like you all said, to maintain generational wealth. We need to right. really 
really hammer that in because like I said, a lot of our counterparts, uh, they they yeah. are doing these things. They mourn for their families too, but they also have it stuff together because they want to make sure that they're getting the money. They you know? mourn and they also so, buy yeah. summer they home. Mourn and, they yeah. mourn and they move on. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> they buy a summer home. They yeah. buy a yeah. summer home, start yeah. businesses, go to yeah. school. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. A couple and, of things. And I, I think it's... Oh. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say, I think it's true that you want to have your money allotted where you want it to go, because mm-hmm. we've all seen monies mm-hmm. go to people who we thought maybe they shouldn't get all of that mm-hmm. money at one time. Right. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, Vanetti, actually, you segue into the one of the things that I was going to say, which is, um, you know, even blended families. So one of the things that was a very tough conversation for my husband and I, who was a mm-hmm. blended family, is Everything that I acquired before we got married, that's my children's stuff. Like they're the ones that struggle with me mm-hmm. to acquire that. Mm-hmm. Now, anything that we acquire after, right. then we can share that amongst our blended family. But even, even the things that you mm-hmm. acquired before you met me, that's your children's stuff. Mm-hmm. They deserve to have that. They mm-hmm. struggle with you to acquire those things. But and so that's a conversation that you have to have, mm-hmm. particularly with the blended family. And like you said, Vanetta, you had a a, a a cousin or a brother or something like that. Like yeah, you wouldn't a give, right. You wouldn't be giving that stuff to him, right? So it it, mm-hmm. it stops the infighting, right? Mm-hmm. So they say the thing that causes the most family fallouts is you know death. Yes. And that's true. And, and, and sickness uh, yes. is illness, right? So people show a different side of themselves. Yeah. yeah. How do we That's stop true. that from happening? Yes. And the way that we can stop it is from having these discussions now and, and planning. It's all about planning and, and, and educating yourself because you cannot plan if you don't know, you know, so you have to be able to educate yourselves. We have to continue to have these conversations and let people know that it's okay to talk about these type of things mm-hmm. because everybody is going to die. Everybody is going to, hopefully, the majority of us will grow old and maybe retire. And you need to be prepared to be able to live after retirement at where you don't have to feel like you have to just wonder where you're going to get your money from. So these are all very, very important things that we have to talk about. But we're getting to the end of the show. This was such a good conversation. So in closing, um, I'm going to give both of you opportunity. Is there anything that you really want to make sure that you have said or you still want to say? Go ahead, uh, Meltreese, and then I'll let you go, uh, Cam. Um, I just think one of the things we talked about is the planning part. Um, mm-hmm. Just because you avoid it doesn't mean that it's not going to happen anyway. Mm-hmm. Right. So, again, poor planning begets poor outcomes. And mm-hmm. I don't think we work, Ooh, as like much as we work in life. Mm-hmm. We have poor outcomes. We work as much as we work mm-hmm. in life for good outcomes, for the mm-hmm. outcomes that we desire so that our children can live the lives that we we fought so hard for. So, you know, just plan, 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 mm-hmm. plan. One of the things you guys said is that what our counterparts do, but mm-hmm. insurance is one of the last tax-free ways that mm-hmm. our counterparts leave tax-free wealth to their children. So let's just be intelligent and be proactive about this. Let's stop starting at the back of the bus. Mm -hmm. Every generation, we should start with an edge. And this is how we start with an edge, by planning, 
preparing and educating ourselves and passing that planning, pre- preparation and education to the next generation. Oh, right. Great right. sister. <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to start with um, Miltree said, the education is the most important to mm-hmm. me. Um, because once we start doing something with each generation, and we've seen it just with our generations, once it becomes a practice for you, it becomes a norm for the next generation. Mm. So there is not a discussion like for that. my children, whether they estate plan is how they estate plan, mm. you know? And so the wealth that's left to them will be left to their children. Their children will leave it to their children because they will not have a choice mm. <laughs> because that is going to be yeah. part of our family yeah. legacy. Um, the other thing is we've all said that we're all going to die anyway. And if you don't make the estate plan, there are laws that make it for you. There like Vanetta talked about that brother and mm-hmm. she said she wouldn't leave him anything. Well, it depends if she could make that decision. If paternity mm-hmm. was established that's or not. Right. You that's know, right. you know now that's the that truth. was her grandmother's intention. And if she she didn't might have... not be able to honor that because she did not plan. So mm-hmm. make the plan because otherwise it will be done for you. Yep. Right. Another thing that was touched on those blended families or who should get what. Those are the most trying estate plant cases I get. And it's terrible <laughs> to see the family is never the same after yeah. that. Whoever dies, grandma, dad, mm-hmm. um, even mother who got remarried and everything went to her new husband. <laughs> and mm-hmm. it, it, it breaks down what we're trying to do. We're trying to move the generations forward mm-hmm. and build and the families get destroyed over the last yeah. planning. Yes. And so I tell people, you know, we're breaking these generational curses while building our generational wealth and don't leave people stressed when you yeah. get to the point where you're incapacitated or dying. Leave them blessed. Mm. Um, I think. Amen. Right. Vanetta said people <laughs> buy a summer homes and all that. My yeah. kids not pass away. You know, everybody debt free and they they're they're going to be smiling and crying, too, when you see them. Except for my husband, he need to lay out on the ground and be out. But <laughs> um, th- yes. that's the importance of yes. estate planning. That's, that's so right. foundation. Well, thank you. Oh, it my goodness. Thank you, ladies, so much. I really appreciate every single thing that you all said. And I know everybody is going to feel very well educated. We need to continue these conversations. We need to make sure that we are letting other people know that we need to be educated and not be fearful of information and just act upon things. So thank you all so much. Thank you so much. You are extraordinary women. You are doing a great service. Thank you for having me. I appreciate Thank the pleasure. Yes. Oh, once again, we had some dynamic guests this week. They were wonderful. I mean, I learned so much in that short snippet mm-hmm. of time. And there's yeah. so much more to be learned. There is. There's so much more to be learned. And it's such an important topic. I'm glad to have both of them because, like I said, we have to talk about finances and the importance of really um maintaining and and educating people about just generational wealth, educating people about maintaining the wealth that they have and about how they can get wealth. And also about what you can do to prepare yourself for what's going to happen to your uh, wealth after you die. And there, right. those, that's a subject that we need to talk about. We don't have to be we afraid need to, keep this conversation. to talk about it. 
And it's never too late to get started. It's, it's never too late to get started. It really is not. So if you enjoyed this conversation, if you enjoy our subject matter, continue to follow us on Facebook and uh, also listen to us wherever you hear your podcast. So until next time, we'll see you for another episode of Public Opinion. Bye. Mm-hmm.